The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And uh, Travis has a Travis has a voice. Everybody. Well, I so I thought I thought you know it's here. It's the this is the last episode of the year, so we could do our normal every year, like we do every year, standard, just kind of year in. Uh, review. Okay, And okay. just kind of talk about how 2020 went, the yeah. highs, the lows, if we can even yeah. think of any. The fashion, if you think of any lows. Yeah. The fashion, the trends, the movies that shaped us. Yeah, exactly. You the know? cultural milestones, the moments that united us physically. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There's a lot. A lot happened this year. Was, uh, um, was that their, uh, was that their pizza rat? Was that 2020? Uh no, I think that I think that was 2017. Ah oh, shoot, I was yeah, pretty yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels God. so new. Was, wait, okay. Fun. What about Balloon Boy? That feels more. Balloon recent. Boy was pre- Balloon Boy preceded Pizza. Balloon Boy flew so Pizza Rat could walk and steal pizza. So okay. I, know, I know that that's that did not happen in 2020. It would have been kicked ass if Pizza Rat flew. Also, yeah. yeah. Well, um. I played uh, some no, video games. That's not going to do it. No, we're looking for Travis. We're looking for cultural touchstones. We're looking right, for right, right, right. Um, um, big, big important moments in our uh, in our in entertainment history. Because that's what 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 are we now if not part of entertainment history? Yes. Um, oh, there was that moment when they said the one movie won an Oscar, but then it was not like, no, year, actually, not movie. this year. I don't think. Fuck! Really. I yeah, don't think that one was this, this it year. Didn't win a, it didn't win one this year, I will say. Um, fucking, come on, y'all, Scoob. Scoob. Fucking, fucking Scoob on, definitely Scoob. came out this year. Scoob, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Scoob come out this year? It did. Celebrity faux pas. There had to have been those. <sighs> who, who really stepped in it this year? Uh, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Ellen. Ellen stepped in. stepped in it this year. She's, oh, when she went to that football game. She yeah. did. She Well, she did that. First off, everybody was like, Ellen's not a nice person. Surprise. And everyone was like, wow, that what? is a surprise. Look Do at you, her dance. You ch- are you chill with W? And, and then you she, dance like that? Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not mean. I'm chilling with work. <laughs> George W. Bush, we're at a football game. What's more American than that? Ellen. It's hard. It's hard 
we never really talked about that because I think we always assume Ellen is just on the brink of having us on her program. Oh, so we don't really talk about that stuff a lot. But like, the problem is she has to wait for an opportunity when there are three openings. Yeah, in and a row. three and th- three chairs. <laughs> three chairs. She doesn't. She's having more made. She keeps. That's what her people keep telling us. But, yeah. Um, I feel like if the one thing about us is that. If we did see, if we were at football, if we saw W over there, just like double dipping some nachos and and enjoying a Coke, like, I I feel like we probably would be the, this is the exact thing that we would get busted for, (laughs) right? This is the exact thing that would bring it down for us. It's because it would be like so so funny. Yeah. If GW was there, I feel like we would have to get a chill going just for the, just for, you know what? If Ellen had come out and been like, it was for the Vine. Yeah, right? You know, no, that was just for the Vine. It was Guys, hysterical. I was making a TikTok. Don't you get it? Oh. It was for the Vine. Guys, fucking Tiger King. Remember him? I, he, I actually yeah. missed that. I didn't watch it. This dude is... This dude is straight up zany, gang. Yeah. And the way he hurt those animals. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not, not funny. But every other thing about him, aside from the assassination attempt, and everything else that that dude sort of snuck his snoot right down into. <laughs> oh, the so part. fucking zany. Oh, I loved that. Uh, John, John Krasinski got out there and he was like, it's good fam and then he was like and then he sold it i guess his show it's good fam he sold that <laughs> one <laughs> he sold it <laughs> he did sell it's good so, fam I wish. Dope. it's so great why can't we ever sell anything right start? it would be like if somebody came to you justin and offered you a million dollars to buy the idea of munch squad from you yeah um, which justin would do in a fucking heartbeat of course I would. I wouldn't sell it to John though. No. Because he'll just he'll move in to Munch Squad. Mm-hmm. Old John K will move into Munch Squad, kind of polish the place up a bit, give it a, a some new curtains, the curtains of celebrity, and then he'll sell it at a profit. He'll oh, he'll flip, flip it. it. Yeah, he'll, he'll flip, flip it. Flip Munch sure. Squad. He's a bit flipper. He's a bit flipper. Anything uh, else memorable this year? Anything else? Well, uh Fashion? Swifties got there filled, didn't they? And, um... Swifties? You know, Taylor Swift listeners. Oh, their bellies, they have subs. Oh, they're sated, aren't they? Big bellies laying laying on the futon, just, oh, I could... All that music grease all over their cheeks. Oh, I couldn't possibly, Taylor. Another one? Oh. We got, um, W.A.P.? Is a good that was a song that everybody really liked. Yep. Yeah, that, that was a good that, one. A powerful anthem. It's yes. It uh, stood for what it stood for what a powerful song. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Women are powerful. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what WAP stands for. Women are powerful. I never looked it up, but that's what I assume. I like putting together uh, like figuring out what things stand for. It's gotta be women ba- are powerful. Backronyms, they call that, I think. Backronyms. Scott backronyms. Um, just, um, anything else from the year in review? There's an election. There's a big election. It's yeah. a big one. That one went good. Yep, went Ish. pretty good. Very smooth. Uh, very smooth. Um, I guess McDreamy did come back. To did Grey's he? Anatomy. Really? Though, yeah, he super died 
but I guess he oh. came on back because they're having fun over there. That's it. That's the last one. That's all that happened. Uh, it was that, a pretty smooth year. Pretty quiet. Smooth sailing, baby. At, at least in the world of entertainment, we can agree. Yeah. yeah quiet year. A quiet year. There was that, um, there was that much squad about, uh, Mountain Dew doing a cookbook. You remember that? Oh, right, 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 right. right. I don't think we can do our own. Look at what he was talking no, about. No, I think, hey, there were some pretty epic things that, that was we news. Did. I mean, that was news oh. just because we touched on it. Shoot, Travis, tell me more about these epic things we did. Well, at least as long as they weren't epic fails. Oh, then I, I have nothing then. All right. Well, I started was... doing play along at home. That was new. That was oh, new. So big. Oh, I found out that GD Ritzies will sell you the good ice by the bag if you want it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. The so, round ice, the little pebbles. The good ice. They'll give you the a bag of the good ice, ice. <laughs> for three forty nine. I found that out today. Nice. So that's that's that was a late, late breaking in the year. I think. Okay, so that was our year. Cool. Um, I didn't have any bathroom time accidents while driving anywhere in a car. And that's, that's every good. year. And that's not that I do that often, but it's why I'm so cautious to make sure I go every time before I'm about to leave the house is for this exact reason. So I can claim at the end of the year, no bath, no car-based bathroom accidents. I didn't murder anyone this year. That's That's good. huge. Yeah. That's huge. Um, this is an advice show. Um, Justin, did you murder anyone this year? This is an advice show. Only with jokes. Where you're murdering. never forced to incriminate yourself. Mm-hmm. Ever. I'll get you. You're going to have to work harder than that. Um, I'm wearing a wire. Next year. Um, and yeah, that's true. Next year, we'll be uh, naming 2021, picking the theme of the year. I, it's hard to imagine it's that we'll... <laughs> It is it is a time honored tradition that we have fucked up pretty much every single time. This, this it's it is we've talked about this before. It is cartoonish yeah. how bad we it, did this. It year. almost it's, makes you want to counter program to see if we can steer the year. Ooh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Work against a theme. I don't know. That seemed like it might be. We've done some, I guess. Collaborating, I feel like some people did okay. And that listen, well, there's there'll be plenty of time when we talk about this for an entire episode. But yeah, right now let's help some people. How do I pretend that I have actually? Uh, yeah, it's a tough sentence <laughs> construction, and I do oh, not sorry. blame you for just racing right in there. <laughs> How do I pretend that I have seen Love Actually? My friends keep making references to it, but I'm just not interested in watching it. That's from Saving Time in Seattle. This is a question I very much relate to because I too have not seen Love Actually. Wait, that is not true. That's impossible. It is true. It is absolutely that's true. impossible. Okay, well, okay. No, let's let's okay. Uh, a bunch of established British actors play gentlemen who have a series of love affairs with their employees. Huh. And you don't you don't really realize that until about fifteen your fifteenth watch or so when you go, damn. This is all bosses and employees, and they're kissing, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And but Rick Grimes this, is in it, right? Yeah. Rick so Grimes Rick Grimes has got a different. <laughs> this is a different thing. His he's not a he's not a boss, but he is like he holds um, up a sign. He's he plays. So you a have seen it? Okay, I have not seen it, Justin. Everyone knows that in love, actually, like you could live on the moon. I just and find it hard to believe there's no parts that you have not osmosed at this point. 
Have you not seen it as an intentional thing or? I just never, it's never come up. People will be like, oh, you got to watch. And I'll be like, okay. And then like, I just don't. It's yeah. not like I'm actively avoiding it. It's I just, it's it, never happened. Except for, all, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. And I think the thing is, my thing on Love Actually right now is that except for all the parts that are bad, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Okay. Sure. Well, a ringing endorsement. I'm I'm running out of the booth right Listen, now to go watch. That's everything. Uh, as as you would expect. That's me, <laughs> right? I mean, that's me as a human. Absolutely. Except I for all it. the bad parts. I'll yeah. give you a guarantee, Trap Bill Nye, he fucking rips. <laughs> he does. Well, yeah, he always does. But I could watch Every him. Time- in, I could watch him in two Pirates of the Caribbean movies. But it was movies. the first thing he's ever been in for America. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's been in stuff where you're like, who's this fucking clown? Right. But at the end of this movie, you're like, this dude rips. Like, every other thing he's ever been in probably is like, it's me, Parishioner John, and I'm a detective. Yeah. No, no, right? No. And it's like, yeah. seven part miniseries on BBC, and I'm yeah. Parish John, and I'm a Parishioner, and also a detective. God, I'd yeah. watch that. But this one is like, I'm a rock and roll washed out dude and I fucking rip and I'm so funny. And my storyline is virtually unproblem. It is one of the, it is still (laughs) problematic. Except for the fat shaming, it is virtually. Enormous amount of fat shaming, but like, but by Love Actually standards, baby, that's pretty good. (laughs) Is Hugh Grant in it? I feel like Hugh Grant is in it. Oh yeah, Hugh's in it. (laughs) He's He's doing his thing. How problematic is his storyline? Oh, well, baby. <laughs> Travel, tell you, bud. President Billy Bob Thornton comes to visit his what? place because he's the prime minister. But he, as far as I can tell, touches the shoulder of an employee that Hugh <laughs> has his eye on. So he de- basically declares war on America. It's so not far off. Travis, Travis in the movie Love Actually, which is good except for the bad parts. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he, he falls in love with an employee and then the president touches her shoulder and he fires her and tells America to fuck off. And what? then he, fi- he fires her, but luckily she writes him a note and apologizes. It's so dope. Yeah. And you don't, the, it's so fucking tight because then like the next five scenes are people partying because the prime minister just said to America, we're not fucking friends anymore because you touched, you tried to Mr. Steal my girl. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton is indeed the president of America, which like, yeah, not that yeah. far off now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. And it's okay, so cool. and correct me if I'm wrong. In the Rick Grimes storyline, he holds up the signs to tell a friend's wife that he's in love with her. Is that correct? Yeah. So you have um, seen it. I so have, have not seen it, seen it yeah. Justin. Okay. <laughs> so um, how problematic is that one? Pretty. I mean, I don't know. That was just that was just weird, man. Yeah. Love actually more like pretty weird stuff, man. It's another good name for the movie. Oh, geez. There's also it opens with a just a pretty choice 9-11 reference, and then it also ends with us celebrating a huge breach of airport security protocols. And you're supposed to be like, yeah, breach those airport security protocols for the name of love. But also, ooh, you did the time period. Not great for this. Yeah, it's a trip. Not a good flick, but it's a lot of fun, except for the bad stuff. Bill that feels like a lot of usable stuff for the question asker to reference. Yes, absolutely. That's that. Literally, I can't think of another thing you need to know. Is there anyone no. else in it of note? Everyone is in it of note, Travis. Fucking, okay. 
um, oh man, Mr. Bean's in it. He what? has a real great, yeah, he's got a super funny bit. He's got two actually super, um, super funny bits. Laura Linney is in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, this is not funny anymore. Nope. You're just, just listening to things people. that ha- but like, I feel like, can I say something? Yeah. Holistically speaking, we have answered the question. Absolutely. Because now having, assuming you listen to, the answer is listen to this episode of <laughs> my brother, my brother and me, and then you'll yeah. come away with it like pretty much getting it. Yeah. This podcast within a podcast that I'm calling Love Actually, Actually. There's some porn people. What? There's some, yeah. Some body doubles for oh, sex. Naked. A lot of, nu- lot of nudes. Body doubles. Um, the Hobbit is naked. There's a lot naked. of nudity in The it? Hobbit is naked in it, and Laura Linney is naked in it, and um, other people are naked in it. It's like surprisingly like- Now, Elijah Wood Hobbit or that other guy? Oh, no. Martin Watson. Martin, fucking Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Not, Martin Freeman. Not Morgan, not Morgan Freeman. Martin Freeman. No. I said it wrong. Okay. You- Morgan Freeman and Martin Freeman make love as body doubles. Huh. Morgan Freeman as the Hobbit. And make a baby named Morgan Freeman. Okay, so can I do a Yahoo? I'd love that. This is our son, Morgan. <laughs> and we love him very much. We're proud of him, even though he's never accomplished this anything. This one was sent in by Brian. Brian sent this in. Uh, it's from Yahoo Answers user <laughs> Moore. Never 850. will. <laughs> never will. He's the worst <laughs> seven-year-old on the planet. I'm extremely proud of my son that I dislike, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of him, even though he's disappointed me. Just, I'm turn. sorry that I have also wanted to say it's very rude of me, Martin Freeman, that for a while there, I took all the parts from everybody and didn't leave any. That guy. Yeah. That guy. We were so close to himself. moving on, by the way. We were so close. What? I was trying to power through. No, but I just wanted to say, Martin Freeman treated himself to being that guy on The Office. Then he dipped into Love Actually and got his snoot wet over there. And then he's like, I'll just go ahead and be Bilbo. And then he's like, let me me real quick just nab Arthur Dent real quick. Because nobody can think of other people like me. And I'm just going to get Arthur Dent real quick. And then I would just love to star in Fargo. And go ahead and slide me into, oh, Sherlock? Iconic role of Dr. John Watson? Yeah, might as well like grab that up too. Let me just see how many of these parts I can fit in my mouth. Well, so now it's just, obvious why Morgan can't live up to that. That's yeah. so it's so hard. Um, uh, poor Morgan Freeman. And that's just more stuff you can use when somebody's like, you've seen Love Actually? And you can be like, you mean the one with the dude from Fargo and Sherlock and The the Hobbit and With a disappointing son? With a disappointed <laughs> son. He, I heard he just joined the soccer team. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, okay. On a, on a very weirdly related note, Brian sent this in. It's Yahoo Answers user More850 who asks, has there ever been a scoreless basketball game? Mm. I couldn't find any example of a pro or college basketball game where the plays were tracked, etc., and where the score was something to zero or even zero to zero. Has this ever happened? I assumed it would be a big story if it did. If it never happened, what is the closest to a scoreless game ever? Either closest to zero zero or closest to something to zero, i.e. widest point margin. I'm only interested in documented games, not some game you saw one time. It, it can't actually happen. And it's oh? actually that yeah, basketball rules preclude it, right? So here's the way it works in sport. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and this is a um amateur, semi-pro, pro am, pro. And you know this just because you pro. were a scorekeeper for the um, I believe elementary school team. Yes, the Miller Owls. Uh-huh. Uh I was the scorekeeper for that basketball team. 
and school here's which ha- no longer exists. A school that is a park. Because they fucking slam dunked the house down. Yeah. They shattered the rim and that was apparently the holding the whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> the art school, the gymnasium, um, the lunchroom. Yeah. So what happened on this is, here's the deal. It, anytime that a score is run up sufficiently on the other team to where mm-hmm. there's not much chance of it being competitive, at that point, you trade in or you sub in, if you want to use the the parlance of, of sport, you sub in some of your bad players uh-huh. to give them a chance to get more accustomed to being on the field and, or of play, which right. is to say the basketball rectangle. And they'll, 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 uh, they'll, you give them a chance to kind of get the nerves out, like play your first big game, but the stakes aren't that high. Sure. And the problem is, if you go long enough down that road and the other team is still scoreless, at that point you are mandated to start doing what are called inspirational sub-ins. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Their yeah. Facebook bait, basically. So yeah, if the like game the water is close boy to, gets to play. Exactly, right? At that point, the mascot comes by and he's like, I would love to shoot a few, or I'd like to play point guard for a bit. Yeah. And like they start some reaching guys, out to people in the crowd, like anybody out there. Some guy's grandpa who never yeah. made the game winning. Exact you you see where we're going. Yes. The coach, the coach, but he's wearing a propeller hat. Yeah. Um a girl. Whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Justin. Whatever it may be. That was a joke about society, Griffin. Oh burning look society. Look at the layers. But the point is that is what happened. The farther down that rabbit hole you go, the more people by the end of it, the opposing team is gonna be like Alf, a yeah. trash can. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the idea of capitalism like you're not yeah. going to have a another team really. an, another stationary basketball <laughs> exactly. that's wearing sunglasses a, a a a team from that bottle planet from superman you know the bottle yeah. city of candor um an uh, actu- an actual airbud but it's uh-huh. just a dog that doesn't right. doesn't really have the skills. He's got to start somewhere. But that is why you cannot have a zero zero game, a scoreless game, because eventually there's just no competition whatsoever. I think uh, I think it's mean uh, that in professional sports they don't have the mercy rule. I think that that because I remember being a kid and playing a lot of different sports and really appreciating the fact that the mercy rule existed. Because yeah. uh, mostly it meant that I could stop, I don't know, picking up pieces of grass in the field or whatever, and I could go home and think about my poetry or what have you. Yeah, um, you could, yeah. I think um, that that needs to exist more um, because I would like to see more press conferences with like grown adults talking about how they got mercied. That would be something, although I will say, Travis, at halftime, uh-huh. the, mon- the Monstars were up 63 to 18. Over over the Toon Squad. That is so really like, high. That's they could have they could have gone ahead and you know joined them off to Moron Mountain right then and there, but yeah. they didn't. They came back. They played the whole damn. Game. What a great name for an amusement park, by the way. Can we just acknowledge that if there was a place called Moron Mountain, like in your hometown, you'd be wicked proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, maybe I've, the monsters weren't the bad guys. Hey, let's look back and really reexamine. I think it's time that we put. A new lens and look at uh, Space Jam and see if the monsters are they, the bad guys. They were they were pretty tacitly endorsing slavery. I'm pretty sure yeah. that team was. So okay, I there's that. Say, yeah, but we haven't even considered 
the idea of the scoreless basketball game of two teams playing each other, and I'm not saying like it's alpha and a garbage can, just like maybe two teams like the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets are just having an off day, and it's third period, third quarter, and Uh it's just like, God, again! Well, eventually one of us is going to have to get this in, but it just hasn't happened yet. There is another option, though, Griffin. It doesn't have to be they're playing with the worst. It could be like the the Golden State Warriors against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Two teams that I think are good, or at least have been within the last decade. Oh, I see. And they're so good that now it's becoming a defense, a battle of defense, where like they're making good shots, but it's just like every time... Boom, someone's there. Boom, someone's there. Boom, someone's there. They're playing their gall darn hearts out. Alternatively, they both got sixth men. Oh, right. They both got ghost ghost friends, uh, ghost family that are like in there. And so when somebody comes up to dunk one in and they just use their ghost hand to slap it away, I think if that happens to you once, that's probably enough for you to be like, oh, uh, there's a ghost. There's got to be a ghost. Can you imagine uh, a scene like that happening in a movie and there's a little kid in the crowd and he's like clutching his little pennant, but then the same thing happens for the other team too and he looks across the court and there's another little kid sitting on the other side and he's holding a different pennant and they like look at each other and they kind of mouth like, did you pray to God too that they would win? Oh man, I prayed to God that (laughs) they would win. Oh, beans. Man, this is a, there had to be the, the, you know, MLB commissioner at some point had to be like, Gang, we got to start keeping an eye out for these fucking angels in the Everybody's outfield. got angels now. Everybody's got angels now, and it's great. Like, we're out there, and it's like, oh, man, is old uh, old Tony Danza going to pitch a no-hitter or not? And then it's like, but fucking 10 feet overhead, there is a biblical angel battle happening between yeah. both teams. Ragnarok is happening angels. right here. It's every game, and it's would so you stop loud. The, at, when at some point, the baseball would stop, right? Like, right. You, you couldn't keep doing baseball with that going on. Well, yeah. as, as in the sky, you see like fucking, I don't know. Chris Lloyd pulls out his flaming sword <laughs> right. and strikes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see the little boy stand up and wave his arms to signal that angels are here. But across the field, a different boy is also waving their arms. And you're like, oh no. Oh no, here it's it Ghost comes. V Angels. Then you hear seven horns. <laughs> as the seals rip open. As the seals rip, it's time. And this is an exhibition game. Yeah. We're, ge- we're ending the world. <laughs> this is the all-star game. What do you do? It's the home run derby. It's the, ba- it's the battle where, it's the all-star game. It's the battle when all-stars will be snuffed out and darkness will reign. All-stars. <laughs> this is the celebrity versus retired baseball players charity event. What is happening? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> An angel just lifted up Dan Levy and flew him around the bases. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, I'll tell you what's going on. We're going to the money zone. Thank God. So, oh, that was smooth as butter, baby. You know what everybody needs? What trap? Well, I mean, there's if you think about it, a lot, there's Oxygen. a lot. There's a lot. But you know what they need most of all? Stamps. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Griffin. Wow. Got it. Got it in one, dude. Awesome. 
Yeah, it stamps. Um, awesome. You ever try to mail one of those letters without it? Yeah, you get laughed not gonna at. Get very, not going to get very far. Yeah, it's stamps.com. Have you heard about them? It's like stamps, but in your computer. And stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Did you know that, Griffin? From small offices sending out invoices to giant warehouses sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off with priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Did you know that, Griffin? Yeah, Griffin, you yeah, idiot. I did. You, I oh. know all. I'm. We're reading the same ad copy. I know everything you know. There's nothing you know I don't. Okay. What did I have for lunch? Spaghetti. No leftover ribs. No. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Oh shit! It was spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Skip the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code MYBROTHER, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitment or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top, and type in one word, MYBROTHER. That's stamps.com, promo code MYBROTHER, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Well, it's a great time to learn a new language. It's a great time to learn a new language and to it's a good skill it's a good skill to have and you can feel more connected to a culture and keep your brain sharp and you can learn a new language with Babbel. I already knew about that. Travis has been telling me forever about Babbel. It's a new it's a cool You can learn new, Etruscan. All right. <laughs> it's a new language learning method designed to get you speaking your new language within weeks with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. You start with words and phrases, and then you get to sentences, and then you get to even more complex stuff. I'm guessing paragraphs pretty soon, a couple paragraphs. Pretty soon, short conversations. After that, you're reciting you know, monologues, cool monologues from cool movies like Reservoir Dogs, but in Japanese and shit. I've been taking pig's, uh, pig Latin classes. I've almost got it. <sighs> it seems man. like the Klingons are everywhere. Right? You can't, yeah. you can't swing a phaser without hitting some Klingons. They are... Infiltrating our society. And it's good if you can. Sorry, okay. it's good if you can <laughs> talk to them and be rational as much as they are willing to be rational with you. Um, you know, and Babel is a perfect place to learn Klingon. All right, so you can choose from fourteen different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And right now, Babel is offering. I'm our just going to go out on a limb real quick and interrupt Griffin one more time to say I don't know if they teach Klingon. Pig's Latin or Etruscan. I just want to make that clear in case sure. they're listening. Yeah. They are. They're mad. We're not getting paid for this one. This one's on the house, Babel. <laughs> so right now, Babel is offering our listeners three months free with a purchase of a three-month subscription with promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. Visit Babbel.com. Use the promo code MYBROTHER on your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com to use promo code MYBROTHER. I was just kidding. We're going to get paid. <laughs> That's Babel's slogan. <laughs> Weird. Hi, it's me, Dave Hill, from before. Here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, into one new futuristic program from the future. If you like delightful conversation with incredible guests, technical difficulties, and actual phone calls from real-life listeners, you've just hit a street called easy. I'm also joined by my incredible co-host, the boy criminal Chris Gersbeck. 
Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great That's to... That's enough, Chris. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. Hey, it's the last time in 2020, but I did want to say, bum, 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 bum. Oh, a funeral for a friend. Yep, we're going to say goodbye to it for th- for this calendar year. It's the last, final Munch Squad of the year. I want to munch. Squad. Squad. I want to munch. Squad. Squad. I put it into a minor key. It was pretty. Have you guys noticed that uh, the sunset period of Munch Squad is longer than the first period of Munch Squad, the sunrise period, I suppose? <laughs> there, was more, there was more episodes in Twin Peaks The Return than there were David Lynch directed episodes in the original run. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I don't have a Munch Squad. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, for this final episode, but I wanted to kind of just go through um, all the press releases that are right now. And I want to say goodbye. It is it is not actually the end of Munch Squad, obviously, but it is the end of 2020. And that means um, that it is the end of brands talking about how bad 2020 has been and how their, their uh, products are the solution to that. So I want to just go through some very quick ones just to kind of say goodbye to it because it makes me happy every time a brand does it. And so I wanted to say goodbye to them. And when I tell you some of these headlines of the articles, you might struggle to think of how they're going to do it, but I'm sure they will. Some of these I haven't even uh, found it yet. I'm just confident it'll be there. Tropical Smoothie Cafe introduces Mardi Gras theme menu for the new year. Mm-hmm. So they got, you know, hurricane smoothie and some fresh Cajun style food items. Um, fresh Cajun style smoothie. As guests nationwide welcome a fresh start in the new year. We remain committed to providing guests better for you smoothies and food that inspire a healthier lifestyle, says Charles Watson, the CEO of Tropical Smoothie Cafe, LLC. We understand Mardi Gras celebrations may look a little different this year. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's our hope that these fun and bold Mardi Gras flavors transport guests to tropic time (laughs) and provide a moment for a little break. How inspirational, you know? Yep, it's badass. It's beautiful. Yeah, Burger King is offering a new dollar menu. It's the one dollar your way menu. We know that value is extremely important to our guests, mm-hmm. especially now. Oh boy, says CMO Ellie Doty in a statement. That's why we set out to create a menu that offers craveable products like our bacon cheeseburger that can't be found at the same price anywhere else. And I gotta hand it to them. I cannot buy a Burger King <laughs> Burger King hamburger for a dollar at any other restaurant. But you what can't... if you could? Hi, I'm Travis McRae, and here's my proposal. <laughs> I call it reburgered. Now you sell them the hamburger, and then you buy it right the hell back. Um, Doty told Business Insider, this is the part that I really actually can't make heads or tails of, that Burger King 
thinks about what might resonate with customers at any given time during the year and attempts to provide a solution. But what do they need? <laughs> when, we, when, we provoke, when we promote a value menu or launch a $1 your way menu, being sensitive to when that might be most useful to our guests <laughs> is definitely top of mind. What? So what you are just you have saying? Like, you have a big red button that says $1 menu, and you're like, not yet. They're not, not yet. ready. We gotta wait until they need it. If it goes out now, we will go unappreciated. Uh, the Hangover Crystal returns by popular demand for $169. Uh, folks, I am at three in a row here. I'm just going down. The Hangover Crystal is back for uh, uh, $169. That is a little crystal hamburger with bacon, egg, and cheese, and onions on it. A fresh cracked fried egg, steamed bun and all that. Crystal is well known as the go-to remedy after a night of overindulgence, says Angela Johnson, VP of Marketing. After the ups and downs of 2020, oh. the hangover crystal with its fresh <laughs> cracked fried egg is sure to be the perfect cure after New Year's celebration. Yep. 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 yep, yep. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> Papa John's launches new epic stuffed crust. Let's see if he's got one here. <laughs> Come on, Papa. Come on, Papa. Papa don't break. Papa, baby, hungry. Papa Come Shack, deliver. <laughs> he does say, as we continue to develop new craveable menu offerings, we're always inspired by our fans. That's lovable. That's beautiful, I think. And it's something our fans continue to ask for. So you keep giving it to them, don't you? Nasty. You but wait, they don't explicitly say, but also things are they shitty. The street. They then, the we're street. then we're fucking free, aren't we? Then we're yep. final. This is, I know people are so stoked about this vaccine, but to me, this is the sign of the times that, yeah. we've, that we are just through this thing. Yeah, we finally did. I mean, that is really the sign, Griffin, that COVID's over. Yep. And we're all safe now, you know? Well, we're getting to getting there. Well, it just feels like everybody's safe to just burn your masks. As Papa yep. John says that it's fine to burn your masks, burn your pants, whatever you got, really. Taco Bell's famed nacho fries return for the holidays. We were out! In a year as difficult and uncertain as this one is, <laughs> we know our customers crave the comforts that they love most. That's why we're excited to bring back nacho fries because Trump was a bad president in coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought that would help if nacho fries came back because of the of so many people that died from coronavirus and nobody could touch anybody. But you can't get these nacho fries and we think it'll fix it. The magic of nacho fry franchise extends beyond the menu item itself. Oh, yes. it's the, the magic of the nacho fries franchise. It's going to reach out of the menu and into the empty chair where Grandpa Bob <laughs> used to sit. It extends beyond the menu item itself and is brought to life with our next saga of the Nacho Fries movie franchise that we hope brings some seasonal right. and seasoned joy Fucking to fans now, like okay. only we can. This is another sign of the times people are like, can we start being ironic again? Uh. We've been we've been so we've been good boys this year, just talking about how shitty everything is and how we hope we can bring you some comfort. But now can we start getting fucking silly on it? Can we again? go back to pretending like nacho fries are the most important thing on the planet? Do it's you mean, been, we've been acknowledging that there are other things on the planet other than Taco Bell for a year now, and it's killing us. <laughs> are they being nacho fryronic? No, they're not. Oh, okay. No, All right. I really so. thought they were. 
the sixth chapter of the cinematic trailer oh style ad creative titled The Craving and starring Sarah Hyland and Joe Keery explores the thrilling Wait, journey of a nacho fr- shut up explores the thrilling journey of a nacho fry obsessed protagonist and his intensifying desire for Taco Bell's most craveable creation as the potato plot thickens I think listen <laughs> I'm not going to go off on one of my famous Dennis Miller style rants here. Yeah. But if the, but if Taco Bell truly believes that nacho fries are the most craveable menu item, then I would say that Taco Bell, every time it removes nacho fries from their menu, has committed an immoral act. Well, you know, Justin, sometimes uh, the people, they crave it too much. And society, that's when we have a recession. So talk about has and listen, we're all sad that they're gone, but right. the economy is able to rebuild as people once again focus on their, you know, jobs and bills and whatnot. But then there comes a time where it's not about the money, Justin. It's about the people and the people need the nacho fries. And it's yeah. time for them to come back so uh they can be distracting. Now here's what I think. If Taco Bell really wants to commit to this, they're so craveable, this movie thing that they're making would end it with a man killing someone to get nacho fries. It would be gruesome, and uh, I would say maybe even like NC seventeen. That and I think if they did that, they would probably see like a three percent increase in sales. I mean, I'd love to see them try. It'd be worth a shot, you know. Yeah, there's just not enough. Like, oh, let's make let's make a a, a Hallmark movie or whatever about AC Slater making some fried chicken, and it's like, yeah, okay, but how about also there's full frontal nudity in it. Right? Let's be adults about this and let's make our weird fast food movies just a little bit more explicit. Game of Thrones came out and that was all about Coca-Cola. So let's focus on... <laughs> remember how the end of Game of Thrones is about Coca-Cola? You remember yeah, when remember. it was like, there's only one way to stop this dragon flame with an ice yeah. cold Coca-Cola. And they were like, what? who gets to be king now? And they were like, Coca-Cola, the king of soda. And then <laughs> Coca-Cola changed their motto to Coca-Cola, king of soda. You remember. You remember that, please. Remember when Arya Stark was like, winter may no longer be coming, but that doesn't mean we can't all chill. And then she lowered her sunglasses and took a big drink of Coca-Cola. You remember. Ice cold Coca-Cola. You remember. Remember? Um, how about another question? Okay. Sure. I'm at a permanent employee at a place that hires a lot of temporary workers for the holidays. Mostly having the extra help is great, but there's one thing that annoys me to no end. I have a favorite seat in the break room with the most comfortable chair and the quietest spot. It's a prime spot. The majority of my regular coworkers know this is my favorite spot and leave me be during lunch breaks, breaks and lunch. But the new people seem to descend on my table en masse and steal it from me every single day. How can I keep the newbies away from my favorite spot? That's from Seat Squatter in Spokane. Well, considering the one good news is um, you're listening to this on December 28th or later, so they're unemployed now, and you got, you're got you sitting pretty, huh? Things are looking good over Since there. Things are looking good for you. You got that seat back, didn't you, Scrooge? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, fake vomit. Oh, that's good. That's another a, thing. A lot of those uh, funny prank gifts, uh, whoopee cushion, uh, dog do, those joy are all buzzer. sort of joy buzzer. Put a joy buzzer on there and somebody sits on it and it just zaps their ass. Like just Joker a bunch did. of crazy glue on there? No, that's the opposite because then they wouldn't get up. Yeah. What's the opposite crazy glue? Uh, I'd <laughs> Sane glue. Lube. Normal glue. Sane lube. Yes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's just some old sand. 
speaking of pranks, uh-huh. um, I, uh, I was at the, uh, get some pranks for Charlie for Christmas. Okay. This kid loves pranks. She watch, she watches those Troom Troom videos. And those aren't even really pranks, but you know, she'll give the kid, the kid loves pranks. So I was getting some pranks and there was a prank that was, um, a shocking lighter. Huh. And I was getting these pranks. I looked at that and I was like, oh, that would be fun. And then in my head, I had this thought, oh, I'll have to teach her how to use a lighter. And I, I realized that I, what I just thought was, I have to teach my six-year-old how to use a lighter so they can get shocked by it. And I, <laughs> that was maybe the worst impulse, the worst parenting impulse I've had so far. And I've had some hun diggers, but yeah. I will have to teach my six-year-old how to use a lighter so she can be shocked by the <laughs> fake lighter is, uh, is pretty high on the list. Um, may I mean, maybe try new chairs. Have you tried all the chairs? I feel like probably not. Anybody who has a favorite seat in the break room hasn't, or at least you haven't tried the chairs in a while. Maybe yeah. there's some new, maybe there's a new sort of spring orientation in one of the chairs that you should be excited to to have. You know, experience. in many ways, a new year is like a new chair. You know? Yeah. What, yeah. Oh, what, what's the view going to be? You know, what kind of sights and sounds and smells are there in this new chair? Oh, I've got a great view of the snack machine, and I can see that one of those chip bags is dangling there, and if I just slam my shoulder into it, free lays. You yeah. know? And that is a lot like finding love in the new year. Yeah. Um, hey, can I do a Yahoo? Yes, please. Um, th this one's sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you, Graham. It's Yahoo Answers user Dan who asks, what is something non-edible that you wish you could eat? Oh, good question, Dan. The top Yahoo answer on this is just like, and I'm sure they shot this off four seconds after the question was posted, and it's Tide Pods. And like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's a meme. But like, guys, when I see those things, I still think like, what's the, there's a fucking flavor mystery about these. And I know that's played, but Damn, when was the last time you saw one of these guys? The lumptious they look. I feel pretty strongly about dice. Because there's some like Ooh. really good looking, like hard candy looking dice out there. That so I you want it to be to like try. a hard candy. I like, um, there's a sort of uh, three-dimensional polygonal uh, shape to Gushers. Yeah. That like, I see a, I see a, a nice D8 and I think, oh, I could, I would love to gush on that. Mm. I think pretty much anything. I wish it, I could just, hmm. I think it would be really dramatic and not for everybody. Let me be clear. I want to be like Matter Eater Lad um, where like, they're just, I'd just be in the middle of a conversation with someone where like, oh, hold on one second. And I just like take a bite out of a car. I just think that'd be such a fucking power move. Yeah. You can, just because there's, like, there's like lots of things you could eat. Right. It doesn't mean like you would want to all the time. You know what I mean? Like I bet sometimes things are messy you ever think, you think like, if, if Matter Eater Lad had roommates, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. they're like, it's really messy here, can you eat all the trash? <laughs> do you think they ever tried to get him to do that? Just like, listen, trash takes it for almost a week, and there's so much trash, it's really piling up. Could you just eat all the trash? What if Matter Eater Lad didn't have a superpower? He just really liked making people happy, and he really liked that. <laughs> He, like, he was he, just eager to please. He was just, he loved winning those like dollar like cafeteria bets of like, yeah. eat, eat the spoon. He's like, okay, you got it, man. Matter eater lad just had low self esteem. Yeah. He would do fucking anything for the vine. And really strong enamel. That was right. it. 
Yeah. He's just committed. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. We're having a good time, right, everybody? It's fun to have you guys remember. You guys remember my name, right? You'll remember it tomorrow? Yeah. Promise? Guess, hey, yeah, you'll invite bur- me to the next party again, right? I'm eating the bottle. My birthday's coming up soon. <laughs> uh, what? A shoe? Okay. Okay, I'll eat the shoe. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you, boys and the folks at home, one thing that's not edible that I wish I could eat, and that's that? uh, Aunt Aunt Rhonda's green bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> we have fucking, an Aunt it's Rhonda. Fu- it's fucking putrid, Rhonda. <laughs> Wait, I've never met Aunt Rhonda. Uh, you would know her by the smell of her bean 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 casserole. That's what she calls it. <laughs> Why doesn't she want to meet me? Do you know the woman that dad always brings to things and her name is Rhonda and it's his sister? Yeah. That's your Aunt Rhonda. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 You just never made the connection. Yeah, I never put you that know, together. You know how there's always that bean bean casserole yeah. at Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. It's yeah, it's disgusting. And Easter and Halloween for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in your mailbox. Yeah. In your mailbox. Very threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how she always buries a knife in it that says you? Yeah. <laughs> just leaves it at her doorstep? That's Aunt Rhonda. Oh! You know, how, you know how every Christmas when she comes over, she races as fast as she can to your bedroom <laughs> and dumps green bean casserole all over it, the bed? Yeah. <laughs> you know how she hides individual servings in places you won't find them for <laughs> months until the putrid, wretched stink of this inedible food mask yeah. has claimed your... That's Aunt Rhonda. Oh, That's your Aunt okay. Rhonda. Okay. Yeah. You remember right. how what, that one morning you w- went to check on your firstborn and they were gone and it was just green bean <laughs> casserole left there in their stead? Yeah, and we launched that like nationwide search that lasted for Yeah, weeks. but then it turned out it was just the dad's sister, Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> that's Aunt Rhonda. That's Aunt Rhonda. Oh, that's Aunt Rhonda. Do you, uh, Trav, do yeah? you remember when you were trying to perfect teleportation technology uh-huh. and someone left a green bean casserole inside and you turned it into half green bean casserole, half man? Oh, I remember it well. That was Aunt Rhonda. Oh! Aunt Rhonda, yeah, she's the one that left it there. Yeah. Okay. I just can't keep her, I just can't keep that casserole down. It's not that bad. Put a little ketchup on there. <laughs> the, twi- the twist of this, the, the thing we need to clarify in this question, what is something non-edible you wish you could eat is, would we be able to assign the flavor to it? Oh, because question. things like um, fingernails, if they didn't hurt your belly and they tasted like Pringles, that would be pretty cool, I think. But I think the reality of it would be like, so say it was like cars, right? You could take yeah. a bite of a car. It would be car flavored. It would taste like a car. Just because you can chew it up and swallow it and digest it this doesn't what, change the flavor of not, it. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't change the atomic, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, fun today. You know what? Lotion. Lotion smells okay. so good. No, okay, yes, actually, it smells so good, and sometimes you get too much lotion, and you're like, what am I going to do with all this? If you could lick it off your yeah, lick it right off your hands, yeah. clean off your hands, that'd be perfect. That'd be that'd so be good. Sick. Would it that'd taste like so what sick. it smells like, or would it taste like lotion, which is, I met, I would wager, pretty bad. Well, <laughs> it tasted too good. That would be hard to moisturize because then you start looking yourself Damn, y'all. all the time. If 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 the lotion tasted good and you could eat it, it has become yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that old saying. Yeah, just like if uh, yogurt makes your hands soft and it's not doesn't taste very good, that's lotion now. 
Yogurt seems sort of flexible enough that we're going to get some people t- tweeting at us like, actually, actually yogurt yes. makes it great moist. Just stop it, okay? <laughs> Please. 2020 is almost over. Let's just get through this. And you can get back on our case next year, all right? But just give us a, a break for once. And you know what? We'll do the same for you. We'll give you a break from listening to us uh, continue to talk. It just give you a, a nice clean one. You thought you were going to have to go into this for uh, uh, the long haul, and we're going to let you out of class, comedy class. We're going to let you out five but, minutes early for some reason. Yeah. Sometimes Justin is just done. Sometimes I'm just done, y'all. It's been a long year, and I think that uh, we could all use a few minutes to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everybody gets five quiet minutes. We're going to put our heads yeah. down. Don't yeah. look back at the teacher's desk. We're back here you know, smoking. You, t- you locked your kid's door and you told them that they could come out in 60 minutes when you're done with our show. Well, you get five extra minutes, however you want to spend them. That's your time. Mm-hmm. That's Congratulations. Drink some water. Hey, with that five minutes, yeah. drink some water. Drink Close some your water. eyes for a minute. Just breathe. Just breathe. God, just breathe. Just breathe. And listening and listen to us tell you that um, we got a book coming out. A couple books I want to tell you about. January 26th. At 9 p.m., there's a free virtual event. Uh, we partner with six independent bookstores f- uh, to promote our book. Everybody has a podcast except you. It is a how-to book, a how-to podcast, but it's also funny and fun to read, and we worked really hard on it. And uh, if you pre-order from one of these six independent bookstores, you get a uh, exclusively designed book plate signed by one of us with your copy. While supplies last, you can go to bit.ly forward slash McElroy podcast book event. For bookstore links and more information, I also want to tell you that uh, the Sawbones paperback book is, uh, as you are listening to this, will, is out tomorrow. I think on Tuesday. So please, if you have not pre-ordered that already, please pre-order that because the first week is really important for a book. And if you could just uh, tweet about it and and help us uh, uh, make that a big hit, that would be just the best. I ordered you twenty of that. them, Justin. Thank you, and Travis. I'll be reselling them. At $3 above market price. Wow, that is uh, less great. You can get them wherever fine bookstores books are um, sold. Or at my house. Them. You can come to my house. I'll have 20 copies for sale, and I'll even sign them for you. If you get it from bookshop.org, you can get, get like affiliate. Like You can actually support a real bookstore. Or you can go to travismacroy.com and look at pictures of me. Okay. Another That's great fine. thing to do. You can also pre-order uh, the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom. Uh, it's the what? Jesus, fourth book in Correct. the series. Yeah. Uh, you go to comic dot com. It comes out July thirteenth. But go ahead and make sure you got a copy heading your way. And we also have a bunch of merch, Travis. We do have a bunch of merch. Uh, if you're listening to this, you have like two or three more days to order the Festo pin of the month, uh, which benefits the Transgender Law Center. That Festo pin, it's really, really cool if you haven't seen it. Uh, and the the proceeds go, like I said, to the Transgender Law Center, which employs a variety of community-driven strategies to keep transgender and gender nonconforming people alive, thriving, and fighting for liberation. Uh, there's some Candlelight merch on there, uh, and I know what you're saying. Wait, isn't Candlelight? No, it's never over until it is. Uh, and I guess this year it's January 4th is when that's going to end uh, because on, uh, through January 4th, all sales of our Candle Nights items go to benefit Harmony House, which uh, for anybody who has purchased merch uh, in, in the last week or two and watched uh, the, the Candle Nights special, y'all have gone above and beyond uh, helping us raise money for them. So thank you again. All of that available at macroymerch.com. 
Thank you to John Roderick and Long Winters for use for a theme song. It's a departure off of the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Well, that one almost got away from me, but I feel like I grabbed it by the tail and pulled it right back into the boat, didn't I? Yeah. And then the other thing is MaximumFun.org. I want to thank them, too, in a big way. Thanks, MaximumFun.org. And we want to thank you. You and know, it's been you. a tough year. It's been a tough year. Here, guys. And, and in a year as challenging as this one, I think it's time we explore new soft taco opportunities. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to <laughs> find Or as I like to call them, taco-tunities. Yes, thank you. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Connor. It's from an anonymous Yahoo Answers user, who I'm going to call Morgan. Asks, how did they move the Statue of Liberty for Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis Ackley. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, May Kiss Your Dad, square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.